am Becky Harmon, author and worker bee here at the Bella Books Warehouse in Tallahassee, Florida. Bella Books is proud to be the largest lesbian-owned press devoted to the publication of books written for, by, and about women-loving women. Welcome to our What's New at Bella podcast. For December 2020, Bella Books released three new titles, and I'm so excited to have all three authors with me today. Kate Haddock-Strong has two titles with Bella, and this month's release is Jackpot. Louise McBain and Stacey Lynn Miller both released their first titles earlier this year. This month, Louise introduces us to Maybe Charlotte, and Stacey Lynn Miller gives us more of San Francisco police detective Manhattan Sloan in From the Ashes. Kate and Louise are avid hikers and find time every week to get together. These three authors have found a connection, even though Stacy lives on the West Coast and Kate and Louise live in Washington, D.C. So let's jump right in. So go ahead. Cade, why don't you tell us a little, why don't, uh, do you, you don't want me to I start with you? No. <laughs> I think Louise is raring to go. I'll talk about it. I'll go first. Okay. Oh, surprise, surprise. You Louise know what? Going first. I'll look through this. So in, in Baby Charlotte, I, I'm always looking, you know, to figure out what is that thing that is going to break up my couple. I had this friend that had, um, was living in New York. And broke up with her girlfriend, and the girlfriend just said, no, no, we're not broken up. Um, and so my friend moved to Washington, and the girlfriend just still said no, that they weren't, and would still kind of call and visit. And it wasn't until my friend started dating somebody else that the girlfriend from New York kind of faded. So I thought, well, how interesting would this be if you had somebody to get away from that stalker girlfriend, you know, and then that's. That's the conflict. It's like you can't tell the new person that I have had to leave town because somebody would not leave me alone. So it, it started from a real idea, and then and it just kind of got silly. It's a it's a fun book. It's a it's a it's a I think it's humorous, but that's how it started. It started from a real from a real story. I find it interesting though. I think it's harder to take things from real life to put in a book. I think it's easier to make stuff up than it is to try and take something that you've experienced or like this story and then try and put it into fiction. I think it's much harder. Um, but don't we all do, do the, do that at some point? Well, yeah. We're, take, take parts of our real life and sure. sprinkle them in. Oh yeah. Dude, I definitely stealing. sprinkle them in. Yeah. We're stealing all the time. Like nobody can say anything that's safe around me. Cause I'm just going to type it into my phone. And it's going to wind up in a book or on something but yes but I think it I think it's actually really hard when a real story happens that really affects us to actually write that into a narrative it's harder to get all of those feelings right I think it's difficult anyway it's harder for me hey does your in in your book is anything from real life did you take it from something that happened did you win the lottery and not telling me about it? yeah I did I won 70 million dollars yeah I finished your book and it's great it's really really fun um anyway so tell us about it so in from, from real life well, the, there is some, like a, a big portion of the book takes place in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. And after college, I lived there for three years as a ski bum. Yeah, and there, there, there's other stuff sprinkled through from my real life. Sure. The book opens in a bar called Thirsty's, which is a bar I used to hang out in when and I was Thirsty's young. Thirsty's so. is in Asheville, North Carolina in your book. It's in, it's, no, it's in upstate New York, actually. But anyway, <laughs> how about you, Stacey? Um, 
This book, Ashes, uh, not so much personal. You'll, a lot of me is sprinkled in the end of my next series. But um, From the Ashes, um, it picks up right where my first book, Out of the Flames, leaves off. And I actually started it um, when I was about halfway through Flames. And I just thrown everything in the kitchen sink at at Sloan, and I said, "I'm not done challenging her." And because at the time that I was writing, um, I was uh, dealing with a lot of physical issues, health issues of my own, um, recovering from some strokes and and a few other things. And so I said, "I need." I need to continue her her journey. So the exact same day I wrote the end on Flames, I actually wrote out the first chapter of Ashes. Yeah, and I started with the the um, scenario of imagine like you've been through the worst imaginable hell, and you've clawed your way back, and now you finally hope that you're going to be okay, but then you have a chance to put away that one bad guy who put you through the ringer. And I said, would I had to ask Sloan the question, would you take that chance? So that's what the book is about, is Sloan um, getting her revenge while uh, her, her nemesis is, is, is taking his. Tracy, I gotta know, if you had that chance, would you go after your nemesis and, and what weapon would you use? Oh, what, <laughs> actually, I, if, I consider my, myself a peaceful person. Um, yes, I would take my revenge, but I would be passive aggressive and I would, I would find a way to let that person hang himself. Oh, interesting. All right, so go ahead. Cade, why don't you tell us a little? So, my December release is titled Jackpot, and um, it's about a woman who wins the lottery. Um, like, she wins big time. Like, as we were talking about, she wins, like, $70 million. And um, the book sort of, you know, starts right after the main character wins. And the first question she faces is, like, who can I trust? And, you know, I think a lot of people have um, fantasized about winning the lottery, um, but they never really think about what they do if they won like they're just like would it change them would it change the people around them and so the book sort of follows Ty the main character as she begins life as um, this lottery winner and how it changes her life for better or worse and there's a lot of romance too we should probably touch on that because that is a an important thing to listeners and to readers I know Stacy's is a is kind of a continuation of a romance Louise I noticed on your blurb that it says that yours is a sequel to you know, Claiming it's, Camille. It's a little bit of a misnomer, a sequel. Not really. Um, I, it's a world. I've created a world. These women all live in it. They know each other. And there's actually another book before I came with Bella called Sweet Jane, where it's still in the same world. So this is the third one. So it's not really. They're all standalone romances. I love the happily ever after. I love creating um chemistry between two women and then playing it out. I'm not interested in writing about those two women in the next book. I really just want every book, but I like to visit the friends who I created in the other book and I like them to all know each other. 
so you they're standalone, but it's fun because it's DC, which you know is a big romance for me. I'm just in love with the city, you know. And so yeah, um, this one they do have characters that intersect, but it's standalone. But it's very romantic, and so I was saying before, what I find so difficult about writing romance novels is breaking up my characters. You know, there has to be some kind of a thing. What I find so upsetting is when the characters act a way that's not in their character or when some ridiculous thing happens that would not actually happen. So it's that to me is the most fun of thinking of plots where real women, like real things could conspire against you to turn you around and make somebody think something. You know, I, I that is what I love to do is to plot it out that way because you empathize with both characters. There's no bad guys because I really don't think there's really bad guys in the world. I mean, who classifies themselves as a bad guy, you know, right? Everybody has a point of view and everybody's trying to do the best they can. And I try in all my characters to give them that. Talk about writing and COVID. Who wants to tackle that first and talk about how your life has changed and or your writing has changed? Go ahead, Stacey. Um, oh, um, okay. Well, me and COVID. Um, COVID gave me the feeling that I really had no control over what was going on in the world and things around, around, around me. So um, I wrote my ass off over the last six months. I put out uh, two and a half man, man, man manuscripts and because I needed to escape into the worlds that I create because I'm the puppet master there. And um, I get to control what good things or bad things happen. And it's, it's nice knowing what's going to happen. Whereas COVID, just you don't know what's lurking around 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 the corner so it's i needed to feel like i was in control so it's really enhanced me um because i had buku time on my hands because the only other thing that i really do is golf and that was completely shut down in my state until summertime so i had nothing to do i pretty much uh, stay holed up in my house for months at a time i think i left maybe once every other week to do some shopping that was about it and once I started golfing, it was just uh, every other week with uh, my best friend, who is also my uh, plotting part part partner, Barbara Gould. Shout 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 out to Barb, and uh, she has kept me sane in 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 this. So we did the different cart things. Um, COVID has actually really helped my golf game because why? <laughs> because um, COVID rules. Um, you can't use rakes in the traps and you can't pull out the pins on the on the greens. So when you hit one in the trap, you get a free drop out. So it's like like it never happened. It was like you know, serve, serve, serve pro on the golf, golf, golf course. And uh, once I hit the hit the green, as long as you hit the pin, it's in. <laughs> it's good. Whether it bounced out or not, we, it was all gimme. So. My scores have gone down about five five strokes a game. That sounds unfair. Everything's unfair. fair in golf. Everything's because fair in golf. I've been playing a lot of golf in COVID too, and you're right about the rakes and the pins, but I still hit out of the trap. I just don't rake up after myself because there are no rakes. Oh, so the game moves our, more quickly. Our, our course is also a uh, free drop, so 
So I like I like the free drop thing though. Cade knows this because we do a lot of hiking together. I think I spent more time outside in the last year since March. I mean, we the the canal that goes the Ceno Canal that goes from Washington to Cumberland. 183 miles. We walked the whole thing. I mean, we walked 183 miles on the canal. We went up to the Appalachian Trail. We did four days on the Appalachian Trail in the 100 mile wilderness. I mean, every day we're hiking. Um, and I find it stimulates. I mean, I do that anyway when it's not COVID, but that's what's helped me, um, have a, a little modicum of normalcy. Just a little bit, because you get outside, you don't have your mask on, and you're walking out, and you forget, you know, what's going on. And you can maybe think about your characters, you know, in your book or something. And you're not, you know, it's not all Rachel Maddow. <laughs> you know, it's not all the stuff that you've been you've been watching. Um, so, yeah, so I've been out on the river, I mean, instead of the, the links. And it's a lot cheaper, Stacey. It's not, it's not as expensive. <laughs> oh, I, I only do cheap golf. Okay, okay. Only the cheap and I have news. Yeah. Um, Louise, nothing about you is normal. So. <laughs> Come, on. Come on. Um, which is what I love about you. So one of the funny things that I have been doing, um, I'm a scavenger. I'm a scavenger artist, but I've been going to Goodwill a lot and buying hiking clothes, and it's insane. I have to put it down. Go to the Goodwill in the nice area. You go into the boutique section look right at the hiking clothes and then you can't try them on because it's COVID and you buy them up and then you just, if they don't fit you when you get home, you give them away as presents. Okay. <laughs> for a pair of pants. Did they fit? They fit. So this morning, actually, <laughs> Louise and I hiked together and <laughs> the first thing she told me is that she had this pair of pants she bought at Goodwill that were like six bucks and so she gave them to me this morning. <laughs> okay. Okay, either they're going to fit you or your wife. I, I don't even understand this. Yeah, no, I'm psyched. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Cade. All right, well, you going back to COVID, I guess. I, I um, similar to Stacy, I, I would say my creativity has been higher than normal, surprisingly. I mean, I've definitely had a few dark slumps, but um, I've, I've been cranking stuff out. Um, maybe just because we're not doing a lot of the stuff that we might normally be doing. Um, and like um, Louise, I've spent a lot more time outside, but I escaped to upstate New York for three or four months and did a lot of hiking, and that was that was nice. So I was fortunate to be able to do that. And you're a skier too, right? Huge skier, yes. Yeah, just read Jackpot. You'll see. It's all it's awesome. Great skiing. It's my favorite thing. If I remember correctly, you went to Australia? No, you went... I went skiing in New Zealand with another Bella author, E.J. Noyes. Um, I met up with her and her wife in New Zealand last winter, which is their winter, but our summer. So it was last August, yeah. And we spent a week together skiing and hiking in New Zealand. It was amazing. She mentioned that. I'm not sure it was actually in the podcast recording, but she did talk about it when she and I it were was talking. fabulous. And I was just going to say, though, is that um, EJ and her wife also, I was talking about um, going up to upstate New York. Um, my mom has a lake house there. And EJ and her wife, Phoebe, and I all went skiing there this past February. So we, we've actually gone skiing together here in the States as well. So that was that was pretty awesome, too. Cool. But enough about skiing. You don't yeah. want to get me started. Yeah. Okay. So what are you guys working on next? Stacy? 
I got a lot of irons in the fire right now. Um, well, book three of the Manhattan Slum series is already uh, drafted. It's with 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 the editor right right now. Um, what I'm working on now, I've switched gears to a whole new series. It's a romantic suspense series I've t- titled Falling Castles, and uh, it follows two two Amer- Amer- American fam fam families. Uh, one is uh, East Coast elite, the other is uh, West Coast uh, middle class, and they're drawn together by lust and love. And um, an unlikely yet prom- promising ro- romance is challenged by um, painful pasts um, with PTSD, um, blackmail, uh, embezzlement, plots of revenge, murder. So it's uh, going to be a Three book series, and I've already drafted book one, and I'm currently about 60% of the way through on book two. So I'm cranking it out. Go you! She did National uh, Novel Writing Month and seriously did 50,000 words in the month. I mean, well, I didn't sign up for it, but I kept pace with it. Yeah, I kept pace with it. Signed up? You did it! I did. I ended up. uh, You did it! The night. The night of November thirtieth, I ended up with fifty thousand and seven hundred words. Stacy, that is incredible! That is, wow, amazing. It was a it was a good challenge, to, you know, just to see that I could do it. But uh, it had some effects with my eyes, and I had mm. to. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, I've been diagnosed with a uh, rare um, retinal disease. Uh, it's uh, short name is called MacTel two, and essentially, I'm losing my central vision. Um, and, uh, all that work for the last 30 days really put some strain on my eyes. And I've been noticing, uh, the last, the last week, a lot of shadows going on. So, um, big setback with my eyes. So, um, retinal specialist says I got to take it easy for about two or three, three, three weeks and come back again and see if, if I did more damage. So that just gives you the perfect break for the Christmas season, and then you'll start yeah. in the new year, and you'll see where you're at. And you know, it might just be you might just need to learn to use different tools, see, and might just be you know. I'm not ready to go to those tools yet. <laughs> not mentally, I'm not. Because um, I I need my goal. When I sat down last summer with Linda Hill at uh, at GCLS con and I thanked her for sign, sign, signing me for, for my first, first book. Um, I told her that my goal was to put out with her six books in three years. So that's the goal and I'm not going to stray from that goal. And this high thing is just making me more determined to get it done. I only have one and a half manuscripts to go and I, once I get those done, then I can I can take my foot foot off the gas. Louise, my um my work in progress is a lot a little bit heavier than I I thought it was going to be. You know, I I was a humor writer before I started writing uh, lesbic, and so I'm I'm always one for the joke. That's just what I I like to do. I'm just funny, funny, funny. But this. This came about, there was a true story again. I had this, I, I went to the University of Georgia and I've got this sorority sister 
and I hadn't seen her in a while. And she came up here, and and she was always an attractive woman, but she just looked really pretty. And I was like, what has happened to her? Why is she? What? I just couldn't figure it out. And so my sister, who was also in the same story with me and with her, we said, what is going on? You know, what has changed? And she had a sinus thing, and she had the tiniest thing done to her nose, and it changed her from being a normal-looking woman to an exquisitely beautiful woman. And it was hmm, so that's all we need to do is just get a little taken off right here. Yeah, and we're good to go. I've got some appointments for next week. Okay, here we go. Cool. We're going. So then I started thinking about that self-definition of like, am I a pretty person? Am I a funny person? Am I a smart person? You know, you have that thing. And so I've got two sisters and all three of us all fun in a different way. And um, you'll be shocked to know I'm the funny one, uh, not the pretty one. So this is called Astrid Inside Out is the name of the book. And Astrid is a big hiker on the Potomac Cave. I take her to all the places we go. I mean, it's awesome because I'm a little lazy. I don't like to have to do research. So I just like to write about things I know. So this is what we're doing. So it's really kind of cool exploring. So the inside out is inside outside, like outdoors, but also her interior self and her exterior self and how people change based on how you look and what the culture defines as pretty. So it's getting a little dark. Um, I wasn't expecting it to do that, but I, I, I'm, I'm taking it on. And I think these are all really, really valid um, things that we, we should be talking about anyway. So that's Astrid. That's, that, that's my work in progress. I like that premise, Louise. What are you working on now? I hope it's a sequel to Jackpot. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually um, I'm working on a kind of follow up to yeah. my first book, um, and I'm writing. Well, I actually I've already finished it. Writing a story about a um, a gang of female art thieves, um, and it's mm. it's really interesting because well, I shouldn't give it away, but there is there is a scene on the Potomac. And then right now I'm um, taking part in the GCLS Writing Academy and sort of alongside that I'm writing a book about a male boat captain up in the Thousand Islands, which is an area between New York State and Canada. Um, and then I also um, recently contributed to a romance anthology, a wedding-themed romance anthology that Bella's going to publish um, next June or July, I think. Yeah, I contributed um, a story to that as well, and I had so much fun doing it. I really, um, I had never really written a short story before. I guess in college, maybe. It's a whole different beast. It really, really is. Yeah, it's definitely um, something of a major learning curve. Major learning curve. It was really fun doing it. I had a good time, and I wrote in the first person, which I, I never do. But that was wild. I, I really liked it. Um, so, so I'm excited to see what everybody else has uh, come mm -hmm. up with. Um, it's going to be really cool. And it sounds like Bella might do another anthology, the COVID one that KG um, proposed. What an interesting idea to read yeah. your characters from other books, like what's happening to them in the COVID. I look forward to seeing what the you know what they all come up with. All right, you guys, to tell how you how you all connected. You guys are East Coast and she's West Coast. Yeah. I think yeah. Why don't you guys start? Yours is great. Okay. Well, uh, we and I met at uh, GCLS Con last year. We were both Con virgins. In and Pittsburgh? 
Yes, in Pittsburgh. And we had both just signed with Bella, so our, our debut novels with them weren't even out yet. And we really uh, touched base at the mixer. Louise writes humorous ro- ro- romance. I write romantic thrillers, so we, um, and our writing styles don't necessarily um, blend together. However, I reached out to her after after I got back from from con. I think it was maybe a month or two after that, and because um, I was looking for a um, critique par partner, I'd finished the uh, G GCLS Writing Academy, so I no longer had that that weekly support group to bounce bounce ideas off of, and so I reached out to to a to Louise and said, "Yeah, how about uh, let's let's compare notes, let's share each other's uh, writing." And um, Louise has this unique way of finding the most minute plot holes, and and then suggesting the most unique twist that you, it just the the light goes on and it's that aha thing, you know, which. I would have never have thought 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 of that. So I have Louise to thank for keeping me me on track with several little plot twists. I love reading your books, and and I loved it when Stacy contacted me because she had gone through GCLS. She'd gone through what what Kate is doing right now. She'd gone through the academy, and she had just wonderful little tricks to uh, uh, things that, you know, that you just get in school. She had gone through the school. I had not gone through the school. My school had been read 100 lesbic romance novels. That was my school, you know, (laughs) but now these gals and there is stuff to be learned in school. So I think that that we became really great partners um, in that uh, capacity that we were able to give each other um, help, help that way. Yeah, I'm. I think, uh, and I'm jealous that Kate is doing it now, but not really because I'm a, I'm lazy too. So, the writing academy is phenomenal, but it, it certainly is a lot of work. Lazy says the woman who hiked a 183 mile trail. <laughs> or <laughs> well, here's the fun thing. Um, it was Emily. It was EJ that put Kate and I together. She is an avid hiker in Australia, and they're big buddies. And I was posting all these hiking pictures on Facebook, and she told Kate, she's like, hey, who's this lady in town riding for Bella? She's hiking and posting these silly pictures. You need to go back. So that was it was crazy. She was like, hey, yeah, you see that new Bella author, Louise McFane? You should totally reach out to her. Like I was like, no, I'm too shy. And so EJ was like after me about that. and. I finally reached out to you, and I'm glad I did. So seriously, she does not live that far away, and now she comes and hikes with with my hiking group. Seriously, once a week we have the best time. It's super fun, and it's what's really nice is is having a work colleague. I mean, it's an author. I mean, when do you really get a work colleague? But you're able to actually talk about um, like editors or just. I, you know, whatever it is that you're that by you're, hiking in the outdoors, it's yeah, you're outside and, and and no, it's been wonderful. And then um and then, a couple weeks ago, yeah, Kagan uh, Shepherd, she came to us. We had a great time, yeah. And it's cheaper than golf, ladies. <laughs> you gotta know where to find the cheap golf, especially if you buy the clothes at Goodwill. 
Well, I get the most bang for my buck because it's you know if it's the price per stroke. So the more strokes you take, the better the price. I'm getting a really good deal. So. Okay, there you go. <laughs> nice way to think about it, Stacy. Um, what's everybody doing for the holidays? Yeah, we always go to Georgia with my parents, and there's 13 of us in one house, and I had to put the kibosh on it, so it's going to be my little family year for the first time ever, and I'm a little excited about it. You know, I love my parents, I love my sisters, but, like, COVID has kind of left me off the hook a little bit just to, like, to have, you know, just a little nuclear family and see how that shakes out, so I am always trying to look at the silver lining of everything, um, always but this is this will be interesting it'll be interesting so we have decided we live in dc we are not going to georgia we just said we're not doing it so that's our plan okay do you know what you're doing yet like that no we bailed on thanksgiving plans for the same reasons yeah and we'll cross that christmas road when we get to it it didn't even feel like thanksgiving didn't even do anything traditional we actually barbecued a tri-tip Oh my God, we cooked Italian food. It felt nothing like Thanksgiving. <laughs> and then my brother, he says, I'll handle desserts. So he had, he actually picked up two pies. And one was, um, the, uh, it was a chocolate pie. So it was frozen. It was cold. So it had to be kept cold, which I can't have cold things anymore. Um, I've developed this thing called cold urticaria, where um, um, if I touch cold, I get hives. If I eat or drink anything cold, um, uh, I get an anaphylactic response. So I, my mouth swells, my throat swells. It's yeah, it's horrible. Um, I'm on all these injections for it, and so I had my choice of chocolate pie or apple pie. Well, I can only do apple pie, so he heat that bad, bad, bad boy up. And so he didn't read the box correctly because he bought a frozen pie. And <laughs> after dinner, he says, okay, let's heat up the pie. It was a three-hour process. Well, I'm not staying for another three hours <laughs> for pie. So I didn't even get pie for Thanksgiving. So Here's the thing. How hard is it to make a pie? It's just not that hard. I just have a thing about store-bought dessert. I really do. Make something. I don't, oh, want, well, I don't want to store about dessert on Thanksgiving. Well, to me, I no. I microwave. I don't cook, so. <laughs> no, I'm going to teach you how to make a pie. It's just not that hard. It's just not that hard. Hey, you never <laughs> told me. You said y'all stayed at home, but you didn't say what you had to eat. What did you do for Thanksgiving? Well, we ordered from a restaurant only because we abandoned our travel plans. Right. Literally, like, 12 hours, so there was no time to sort of... You know, go to the store and get stuff. The the meal we got sucked. So. Oh, what, you're kidding! What, where did you order from? Like some fancy restaurant, and it was just too fancy. It wasn't like real Thanksgiving. What do you mean fancy? Yeah, it was just too over the top. I just like <laughs> like I would be happy with stovetop stuffing, and theirs had all these fancy things in it, and it just ruined it. That makes it worse when you spend a lot of money for something, and then it sucks. You know? Yeah. <laughs> what did you make? So my my 17 year old daughter decided I hate Thanksgiving food. I don't like it. It's all beige. So like, who eats beige food? Beige turkey, the beige stuffing, the rolls. Mean. 
So she didn't want it. And she's like, there's only going to be four of us this year. <laughs> Let's do Italian. I was like, I am so down. So I made my grandmother's eggplant parmesan. I did, I made my own meatballs. I did Italian sausage. I made bruschetta. Did not do the fried ravioli because I was too tired at that point. Um, we had that champagne cave that we had yep. when we opened the boxes, right? From the, the box with our author copies. The author copies came. So it was sitting in the refrigerator. So um, it looked like my daughter and I were going to be the only ones cooking, and it was like new. Like, Your author copies were sitting in the fridge? Hold on. The, 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 the Kate's champagne. Oh, okay. right. okay. I brought champagne over to her house, and we opened our author copies Maybe. together. All right. So I may have drank a whole thing of mimosas with my 17-year-old, but it was awesome. And we just cooked all day long. And so my sister set up a Zoom call at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, like happy hour. And it was like a, a open house. And rando people were coming in the Zoom call from both sides of the family. And so it was so funny just talking because they didn't know each other. It would be like my sister's mother-in-law talking to my great aunt. Like they were all coming into the same. And that's funny. Oh, you. And then they were all just talking. So that was really fun to be a part of. But the food was great. All right, ladies. What is one good thing that has happened to you this year? We tried to address that in... In a blog post on Bella Mead Media Channel, but you two kind of you you whiffed at the question. I'd like to know if you could one positive thing that may have happened this year. All right, I'll tell you. Um, COVID has given me clarity on what's actually real. We project things all the time, but what's in front of us is our reality. And we say, oh, I want to do this, or oh, this thing, or and we have all these, like, whatever. But what's real is your daily routine, what you do, who you see, who you are. That is real. And it's given me this real clarity on what my, who I really am, and what my day really is. And and I'm actually, I'm really happy with it. So, but it is, it's, it's, you know, disappointment all comes from dashed expectations. And the COVID is slamming people left and right because we want Christmas and we want graduations and we want all these things. And if we just have to kind of back off and just have this, okay, what do I have, right? And so it's where's the light shining? And and let's look into the light. Let's go and sit in the sunbeam and stay away from the darkness. And so I find that the counting my blessings, and there are a lot of them. So that's what 2020 is giving me. That was pretty good. Damn. <laughs> All right. That's, that's that's called mic drop. <laughs> yeah. We can just leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Cade, can you follow that up? <laughs> nope. Well, we may have Not to even going to try. Put hers last. <laughs> Something good, Kate. Give us something good. Kate's in the Academy. Um, that's a big deal for you this year. The GCL is amazing. You're learning. Yeah, yeah, I am. It's it's an amazing experience. A lot of work. It is a lot of work, but I think um, you know if you sign up to do it, that you know you're all in, and I'm definitely all in. And I um I get a lot of out of every single assignment. Um. I, I wish I'd 
maybe gone in the academy a little earlier, but it is nice to have a couple books, I think, under my belt. Um, I don't know, I, I guess it helps me sort of better uh, take what I'm learning and, and, and understand how to apply it to my work. And you also know that you can do it. It's like, it's almost like running a marathon. You're like, you know what? It's really hard and you throw up a lot, but you can do it. You know? You, <laughs> you throw up a lot. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thrown up yet in the academy, but. <laughs> not yet. It's not over. It's not over. <laughs> no, but I will say, like, in, in terms of some positive things that have happened, um, like we talked about earlier, I definitely spent a lot more time outside um and I've spent more time with my family we kind of made my immediate family we had had a little pod and so that was special Stacy you brought it up yeah go ahead girl what you got I've been faced with so many health issues in the last couple, couple years that um I thought that I knew just how resilient that that I was, because uh, I, I, no matter what life was throwing at me, I just kept on digging in, digging deeper, and finding more strength. Um, but what COVID taught me was that I don't always have to do it alone. Um, that it. COVID reduced my world down to just those people who I love the most. I love these ladies. And it just was so fun that we were all the December leaders. These are the two women I know. <laughs> and we've all met each other in person, which yeah, is sort so of remarkable. Yeah. Wound up this way. That, that was a little serendipity doodle. I enjoyed it. We should end with how people can reach out to you, Kate. Yeah, I mean, I'm mo- I, I'm mostly on Twitter, and I have a website, kadehaddockstrong.com, and Twitter is um, at chaddockstrong. Okay. Stacy. Yep. If you want to reach out, out out to me, visit my website at stacylindmiller.com. All of my so, so, social media, media handles are Stacy Lynn Miller, so check it out. Louise? Yeah, um, I am really... Um, Find me on Facebook at Louise McBain. Um, I will chat with you. I post a lot of crazy hiking pictures of things that look like other things. Um, I'm very accessible on Facebook. And you can email me, louise.mcbain.dc at gmail.com. So that's it for us today. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and that you'll share it with your friends. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll be the first to know who I'm chatting with. You can share your likes and dislikes of this podcast by reaching out to Becky at BellaBooks.com. We are rushing forward. I'll take you. I'll take you anywhere.
Ella Books is proud to provide books where the woman always wins and the story lingers in our minds long after the last words. Special thanks to singer-songwriter and Bella Books author Jamie Anderson for the use of her song Drive All Night during this podcast. You can find out more information about Jamie, including a link to her YouTube channel at jamieanderson.com. All night. Drive.